Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 918. Husband's Rocks. The child's skipping rhyme ran madly through my head, and I could only barely manage to turn my laugh into a cough. Alvaron didn't seem to notice. As always, I trust your discretion. He got to his feet. Unfortunately, I fear I have used up the better portion of our time. I'm certain you have other matters to attend to. Shall we meet tomorrow to discuss the emir? Second bell? I had risen to my feet with the mayor. If it please your grace, I have another matter that warrants some discussion. He gave me a serious look. I trust this is an important matter. Most urgent, your grace, I said nervously. It should not wait another day. I would have mentioned it sooner, but had we both privacy and time. Very well, he, he sat back down. What presses you so direly? Laren, Melwyn said with a slight reproach, it has passed the hour. Hyannis will be waiting. Let him wait, he said. Quotha served me well in all regards. He does nothing lightly, and I ignore him only to my detriment. You flatter me, your grace. The matter is a grave one. I glanced at Melowin, and somewhat delicate as well. If your lady desires to leave, it might be for the best. If the matter is important, should I not stay? She asked archly. I gave the mayor a questioning look. Anything you wish to say to me, you can tell my lady wife, he said. I hesitated. I needed to tell Alvarin about the false troopers soon. I was sure if he heard my version of events first, I could present them in a way that cast me in a favorable light. If word came through official channels first, he might not be willing to overlook the bald fact of the situation, that I had slaughtered nine travelers of my own free will. Despite that, the last thing I wanted was Meloin present for the conversation. It couldn't help but complicate the situation. I tried one final time. It is a matter most dark, your grace. Alvaron shook his head, frowning slightly. We have no secrets. I fought down a resigned sigh and drew a thick piece of folded parchment from an inner pocket of my shade. Is this one of the writs of patronage your grace has granted? His gray eyes flickered over it, showing some surprise. Yes. How did you come by it? Oh, Lerend, Melowin said. I knew you let the beggars travel in your lands, but I never thought you would stoop to patronizing them as well. Only a handful of troops, he said, as befitting my rank. Every respectable household has at least a few players. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. This page makes me anxious because I can I can feel the this this scary badness coming, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it's so funny because the uh, the mayor is like ride or die for quote at this point. The mayor pays him the highest compliment he's ever paid him. The mayor like waits when he tells him to wait, which is huge. He says, Quoth has served me well in all regards. He does nothing lightly. I ignore him only to my detriment. He's like stoked to have Quoth aboard, right? He's just done nothing but impress him throughout this entire exchange. And he's literally, I'm sure, about to be like, all right, Quoth, go hunt the Emir. You have all my resources at your disposal. Quoth is about to get everything he could ever possibly want. Okay. And now let's uh, embark on the rest of this chapter. <laughs> I mean, yes, but I, I mean, it's sort of interesting to see the way this scene plays out because the the dynamic between Quoth, Mellowin, and uh, Lirand like shifts a bunch in this scene about who's on his side and what he stands to gain, uh, which I think is interesting. Jordana, what do you remember what's about to happen? I have a vague recollection, but not enough to actually be able to 
put into words. I just know it's going to be bad. Right. So I guess what I'm asking is like the tension that you're identifying. Do you think it's based on what you remember happening or just like, no, it's based on, it's based on, um, so the tension that I feel is based on like, uh, the, the mayor being nice and, uh, and like the, the unknown quantity that is, Mellow and Lackless and how much sway she has over him and also knowing that Quoth is about to talk about troopers which we know Mellowin doesn't like. Yeah. So like we know well, that Quoth is going to say something that's going to put him in a bad light with her and that and because it's in a bad light with her it could affect the mayor's view of him and that makes me anxious. Yeah, absolutely. And that makes Quoth anxious too, right? He really wants her out of the room and this is a really well-written moment, I think, because by the time Quoth realizes that he can't get Mellowin out of the room, it's also kind of too late for him to say, never mind, let's talk about it when I see you next, right? That's what he actually should do, really. Yeah, my whole brain just goes, backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. (laughs) He can't, right? If he Now, if he says to the mayor, actually, never mind, the mayor's going to, well, why don't you want to talk about this in front of my wife? What what have you, and you said it was so urgent, now you don't want to talk about it? What's going on with you, right? Like, he can't back out of it now. And really, a friend of mine who's, who uh, is in therapy mentioned something their therapist told them that like sometimes people have like a sort of anxious sense of urgency that isn't always real. Like if you, if you have like an anxiety disorder or something, you might think that you absolutely have to talk about something right away when it's not actually urgent. And you like, it's, it's more about you like kind of soothing your anxiety than it is about actually like, the thing actually being an urgent thing that needs to be solved right now. And I think that's wow, kind of Wow, I am what... so familiar with that thought. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's kind of what Quoth is doing here. Like, I think he's right that he does need to talk about it to the mayor before but it can the wait mayor is somebody else. But frankly, I think it might take many days yet for this news to reach the mayor. And I think waiting one more day wouldn't hurt. You know? So I'm thinking to myself in this scene... Quoth, you just let it drop and talk to him about it when you see him next. Uh, but I also understand from Quoth's perspective why he feels like he has to talk about it now. So it's a dramatically well-constructed scene because the tension comes from characters and their motivations in conflict. Yes. Let's also, let's also keep an eye on Mellowin's reaction throughout because she goes on an interesting journey too. Absolutely. That's part of what I was trying to get at earlier when I was talking about like the dynamic between them shifting like yeah her her attitude to what Quoth is saying definitely shifts several times over the next two or three pages there's even a part of me that thinks like Quoth just don't bring it up (laughs) you know so that was me but then I read ahead and there's a line or two later that uh make it clear that this actually probably was the right thing to do maybe not at this exact moment but uh, we'll we'll get there. I, I have come yeah. around on that. Who's who is Hyannis? Some guy. We don't know the next the next appointment they have. Yeah. Unless, of course, that's like the real name of Brayden or something. Maybe we should be making a note. Maybe we should be attaching it to the yarn wall. Probably it's just some guy, right? Probably it doesn't yeah. matter. It's just some window dressing. Some building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Jordana, it's when you have a butt that you put up on a big shelf, a tall shelf. 
Ah, yes. Ardena <laughs> Hyannis, the, uh, the fence-sitter. Um, uh, but also... It's pronounced Hyannis, Jeremy. Mm, uh, it sounds also like Hyannisport, which is where the Kennedys have their like summer home. Yeah, and it sounds like Hyannis Morissette, of course, the, uh, the national treasure singer-songwriter from Canada. So that one Listeners. was better than uh, Susan uh, Cathaywood. <laughs> Listeners, don't be distracted by my co-host japes and caperings because the thing I said was true. Um, <laughs> uh, is- there's a letter today if you're done with your your capers and japering. Mm, I suppose I am. Will there be Sam? Oh, actually, no, I'm not. Sorry, I had one more thing. One more thing, which is that there's an interesting reveal on this page. We did not know that that they had a writ of patronage from the mayor and that Quoth took it from them. Did we not? No, we did not. Oh, well, then that is important because otherwise he, I, I maybe that's why I thought he should just let it lie because they're, you know, if they're just some random troopers, who cares? But if they're under his explicit protection, mm-hmm. that's different. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That is a reason to come clean. And that also is a reason to think that like someone might notice if they go missing, right? Like if they're under the mayor's protection and they're due to show up at his house for like the midwinter ball and then they don't show up, like questions are going to be asked. Also, Jordana, I want to acknowledge that was a good joke you made. Thank you. (laughs) I refuse to acknowledge it, actually. Uh, On with the letter. Uh, this is, uh, also Jordana, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, the husband's locks, uh, refers to the, the fish on a bagel. <laughs> maybe. All right. Good. Thank you. This is from uh, Madsen who writes Amir Veron. Hi pagers on page 906. There was a discussion of mind viruses and whether or not Quoth has reason to believe the mayor might know something about the Amir before Quoth broaches the subject. Doesn't the Cathay say something to the effect of stick by the mayor and he will lead you to the Amir's door? I don't have my book, so perhaps I too am infected with the mind virus. We shall see. I know the window for mail is closing. So if I don't have another opportunity to do so, thank you all so much for your work on this project. I have been listening for a number of years and it has been such a privilege and a joy to have your voices in my ears every day through an awful lot of life events and several cross-Atlantic moves. Wishing you all the very best and hoping you'll keep us informed about any potential future projects. All that's good. Signed, Madsen. Yay. So this clues me into something. Uh, the So this whole chain of events that we are now reading about was predicated by the visit with the Cathay. Because Quoth was inspired to ask the mayor about the emir due to his interaction with the Cathay. And so... Now he is running a fa- he was learning of the lackless box due to asking that question. And he is also uh, running a foul of mellow and lackless and being kicked out of the mayor's service. So uh, we could put, uh, put forward that the Cathay set this in motion by saying the Emir and the mayor are correlated. And if you stick by the mayor, he will lead you to them. To their door. Hmm. Didn't I say at the beginning of this episode that there might be, uh, that the rock might be a door, actually? That inside the box might be the door? Hmm. 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 Nah. Yes. Reasonable. Oh, Jeremy's not in. <laughs> I've convinced you. So, uh, majority well, rules. This is a democracy. 
Yeah, you've convinced me as much as I, I can be convinced off the fence, so. <laughs> She's, like, still I holding like on the to idea. two fingers. Yeah, I'm still holding on to the fence, but I am off of it. But I'm still touching the fence. Okay, yeah. So that I, I can leap up at any moment. <laughs> of course, of course. Naturally, I wouldn't have it any other way. And is that, yes, I don't know. Lovely, lovely to receive a letter from, and glad we received it before we no longer are receiving letters. Yeah, I mean, yeah. listen, y'all. You be, like, if you want your letter read on this show, then right now. But if you want to keep writing, we'll, we'll still, still read it. Yeah, <laughs> and in the last hiatus, oh, I- we, uh, or rather, space between books, we we emptied the mailbag. Right, we went through and read all the letters. So. You know, we might do something like that again. So if you really want to write letters, you can keep writing the letters. But if you want it to be read on the show, you got to write a pretty sir. It's me, Jerry Stewart, you see. And I'm, I'm telling you that the letters are, aren't in your house. They're they're in, they're in the pager's house. And they're, they're in Obatai Matters' house. If you want the letters, you got to send them to the mailbag. I'm turning in to Jerry Seinfeld now. Now, Jimmy, I thought we'd agreed that after the very last episode of this podcast aired, we would set fire to our Gmail, uh, you know, with like a can of gasoline uh, in order to to purge the evil spirit of Mr. Mailbag once and for all. Oh, maybe we should. Maybe we should ritually like send him you a float. You, you on, can't on like burn the internet, though. We should. That we should find a way. Yeah. yeah. Um, didn't, they, they managed it in Fight Club, didn't they? They sure what? did. Fight yeah, Club spo- is fictional. Spoiler warning for the documentary Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to debate the fictional status of Fight Club on tomorrow's page. Of the wind. wind.